Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, the show that answers your motorcycle and motorcycle-related questions. Listen to us test out our new studio with more cameras and streaming to multiple places for the first time. Yes, we're surprised that it worked. And you get answers to your live questions, like the Africa Twin tuning, beta wheelbase feel, husky subframe issues, tires as suspension, works suspension tips, FI two-stroke fouling, and even a riding tip. So stay tuned. Taco Moto. So you've heard us talk about Taco Mike on the show. He's been a guest host a few times. Taco Moto Co., that's how you find him on the web, sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions-compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can, maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's tacomoto.co. Hello, I'm Logan Tyler from Dirt Bike Test, and Jimmy always talks about how good the recluse is, but can't always trust him. So you can trust other people like Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha and Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Racing Factory Racing. And you can find them at recluse.com. Logan, did you just record that? You can't trust me? Yeah. Um, here's the show. Welcome, everybody, to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, show number 100. This is, um, we're putting it live on a lot of different platforms right now, um, testing out some stuff. We started cranking on this about what time, Matt? Uh, about five. Five? Yeah. <laughs> five. We've had some hard work, as you can see behind us. Logan, good good job on the uh, helping with the set. Um, I hope everybody likes it. I'd love to see the comments kind of flowing through the screen, which Matt will um, do pretty soon. I can see them on my screen. Can you? Yeah. I can't see them on our screen right now. Um, mine might be uh, kind of a little bit behind on the thing. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to see what my, what it looks like on the YouTube's. It's still coming soon on YouTube, <laughs> but that's the latency on this stuff. So we'll have to learn how that works. Um, I think that you we may you know what we might want to do is I could put it on a browser on this screen right over here. YouTube is working. Let me get the yeah. browser up. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, come over here and type on this thing. So we've done a lot of stuff in the background in the meantime, um, getting stuff going. Uh, so thanks for joining in. Um, Matt, actually, I think, did you print the questions? We're going to read the questions so. off as, as we get going. There were some good questions, though. I'm pretty sure I can find them someplace. This thing's not connected. It's no internet. Um, I could probably plug something in. This show will be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Using bad words already. It's early. This is my last beer. We're probably going to have to get into the tequila. And we will uh, see what other kind of stuff um, kind of pops into the uh, thing. Jimmy, you might want to grab that thing right over there, that one oh. bottle and that one glass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll start there. Um, it's really no, not not connected. Um, look to see if the the network cable is plugged into the back of that computer. There are wires. Literally, it may look good where we're sitting. 
Yeah. But there are wires going uh, everywhere. Yeah, don't touch any computers when you when you do this. Um, here, Logan, do the other part of your job as I keep talking. Um, make sure there's about that much in there. So uh, we'll w welcome you to the motorcycle and motorcycle-related uh, questions on this. Let's let's go not to the live YouTube. Seems like Facebook's latency is a little bit. Um, I can go. I can crawl over there and sign into my uh, my uh, good job, Logan. Sign into my um, thing. Do, hey, since you don't have a clipboard in front of you, which probably makes you a little uncomfortable, do you remember who uh, sponsors this show? Um. You're definitely out of practice. KTM, Honda, DDC, Climb. Takamoto. Takamoto. Um, uh, who else? <laughs> That's it for right now. Um, do, you, do you remember any of the reads? Um, probably KTM. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. Um, KTM, powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality. KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-road motorcycle manufacturer with North American headquarters based in Marietta, California. Over the years, KTM has developed a name oh, name on... Just make it up at this point. Yeah. Just, just kind of rough it. Yep. Good. I can see this stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So they've developed a name doing what? Um... On racetracks around the world. Brand loyalty or something like that? or um, The brand's remarkable, remarkable global success is reflected in every move it makes and every product it develops. That's right. And um, you seem to be liking riding your dad's KTM. Yeah. Yeah. More than the beta. Um, or is, is this up to debate? Debate. Debate. Okay. Logan was bouncing. We, me and Logan have been riding a lot lately. Um, yeah. We've been shooting a lot of videos for the school, and he's been bouncing back and forth between a 300XC TPI yeah. bike and a Beta 300X trainer. Cross trainer, they call it. What do they call it? X trainer? X. Cross trainer? Cross. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, his legs are getting a little bit longer. But um, when you go, if Heather's going, which bike would you want to ride? Uh, the 300. They're both 300s, Logan. Well, the Be a little more KTM. KTM, okay. Yeah. If Jimmy says, hey, let's go ride some good trails, which one are you taking? Uh, the X-Trainer. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, most of the hills you go up are a bit gnarly. Yeah. I was, I was riding a Yamaha, so I've been working on the, the maps uh, on the WR thanks to uh, – actually, thanks to Logan because he – loaned me the pipe off his YZ250F so I could do more open pipe maps and I finally figured out that um, I couldn't talk I could get the information out of the bike but I couldn't talk back to it because I was my power tuner app was set to WR250F which the bike is and I, I was asking like why wouldn't they said it should work and so I went and re I deleted the app and reloaded it and all of a sudden down a little bit farther way down farther there was WR250F competition ECU. And I'm like, oh, that one. And now I can send maps because the United States bike is a little more locked up. So um, now I can send maps to that bike. And uh, I actually got – the stock one was really good because it was basically – if you leave it stock, it's like FX. Yeah. And FX is a really good bike. But 
I started playing around with it and got some, like at the end of the day, I was kind of happy with one of the maps I'd, I'd built and I wanted to do a video on it, but we got too busy doing other stuff like um, chasing Preston Campbell around. How was that? That was fun. Yeah. So he's uh, Preston Campbell is uh, Johnny Campbell's kid he's going to the ISDE, got his poster up on the wall there. And uh, so he was doing some little bit of training for special tests and uh, that was a good, good time. So he's selling shirts. Too. Selling shirts. Yeah. I needed to repost that. Um, hopefully if I remember, if I had a, if I had somebody that would remember things for me, um, I should give you access to the dirt bike test, um, you know, Facebook page and you should repost that stuff to Instagrams and all that thing. Cause I know like in between cartoons, cause cartoons are short cause you don't have a big attention span. Yeah. You could like just quickly while the commercials are on, they're trying to get you ho-hos and, and gummy juices or whatever it is, you could quickly get on the, the internets and do that stuff. Um, let's see. How's the sound? Sounds good. The people in the chat room are saying sounds good. I know what it depends on what you're hearing versus cause you, are you, you're hearing it from the show. Oh, look at that. We've got producer Matt in the house here. So, um, producer, technical director, he can figure things out on the internet. Like how, like, 70% faster than me? Us. Us. Yeah. Oh, good <laughs> Good to include yourself there. I would hope so. <laughs> um, but, um, and so now all of the people that were complaining about us not being on YouTube were there. Um, we're going to be on Twitch. Um, we're going to be wherever we can, really. And so you don't have to wait anymore. You'll get your live Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, or it'll be archived and saved in these different platforms, and you can watch it. This is where we got to learn what to do. Like when we shut this off, yeah. we may need to make sure that those streams get saved. We're recording the stream right now through oh. the softwares. Oh, okay. The softwares. Yeah, yeah. Well, Our, one of them. <laughs> one of the softwares. <laughs> I'm losing track. <laughs> this is kind of like the Internet. There's a lot, it's a lot of pipes and tubes, kind of like underneath this table. There are a lot of pipes and tubes flowing around with different things that we will find a place for. Um, we'll have more. You know, you need to get us our, our Tacosaurus. Tacosaurus? Yeah, it needs to come over here. You don't need to be fiddling with, the, with that. So. Uh, I'm with Travis. Uh, see, we're building the set as we go. Yeah, we'll take Travis, too. Okay. Travis can come on over. Do you want the, oh, you want the RM that makes sounds? You, you, I guess you did. Logan used to play with that too much, but. Yeah. It kind of sounds like water going down the drain. I just have a 125 piston to play with. <laughs> okay. Here, you, you handle that. You don't talk very much. Um, so thanks for joining us for 100 episodes. Um, let's see. I can you... I want to try transition really quick. Uh, okay. We're going we're gonna to try transition. I, does that, is, is that when I look at the camera and do the, the Max Steel voice or something? You know, give it your best shot. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's working. It's working. <laughs> I think the transition's working. I'm going to try Logan. I think that camera might still okay. be down. Logan's just playing with toys. It's yeah, okay. The camera's still down, so we'll go back to the, the wide shot. <laughs> that camera's not working. <laughs> so two for three. Two for three is not too bad. A big shout-out to um, uh, Mevo Cameras and uh, a good friend of mine, um, Nate, who uh, has been helping us out, um, you know, since the beginning, actually, we've been the whole time we've been doing tech talk, we've been using Mevo cameras. We started with the little round one, which I think is the first gen. And now we're using the Mevo starts. Um, and the, the system we have here is so um, incredible. <laughs> um, kind of lucky <laughs> that it's all there. Um, 
It's all working, so uh, good. Um, and I saw one question from Chris Reel that came up there. He asked if the helmet up on top was the one that was crashed. Is that was that the smashed helmet that was in the office, or that was the the good one? It uh, was hanging on the hook. They were all good. One. Well, the, no, there there is one of those helmets, that white climb helmet that Chris Reel was wearing, and smashed the you know what out of it and came out okay and he 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 gave it to me um i don't think at, so i don't think it was that one okay no because it's kind of down on the bottom on the floor that one was the that's the one i wear when i drive the utv actually i wore it when we were shooting video the other day i think wasn't i yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah, the adventure helmet and uh so no chris that one's uh i still have yours actually the visor on that maybe no i don't remember the visor might be the one off of it or something i know i stole some oh i know what i stole i stole the screws the, like you know how the helmets always lose screws when you're hooking GoPros and stuff up to them. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's that one. I think it'd be better if that if I wasn't always looking over there at this at this thing, but I can't see it. I can't get the questions. We need to move that someplace over here in the future. So uh, let me see if I can get somehow get questions on this thing. I'm not. See- I'm never seeing on my feed, uh, Matt. I'm never really seeing the questions pop up. I think you're just looking at me, though, not OBS. Yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm not seeing that. Oh, I know what, because I have uh, closed captions on, so Logan, turn that off for me. <laughs> Our next sponsor is uh, Honda. Honda is the maker of the... We better get me a clipboard. <laughs> so we can uh, figure, the, figure the reads out. Honda's new 2021 CR450R... We'll make that 2022 CR450R because they're the same and they're an out. Is designed to take you straight from the starting gate to Victory Circle. This awesome open class motocrosser features an all new chassis, major engine overhaul, new suspension, and new bodywork. You can forget about clutch fade, adjusting, or hand fatigue with the new hydraulic clutch system. Lighter than ever, the CR450R explodes out of corners when it's time to increase your lead. So get down to your local honda dealer and check out the 2021 cr450r or go to mx.honda.com to see their full lineup of competition bikes and a logan you know what the cr450r is for closed course operation only correct yeah closed course operation only you should check out the cr450rx that's a that's a nice bike i i actually got to ride preston's cr250rx uh this weekend and that is a very fun bike we have tests on those bikes up on dirt bike test as well if you want to see what we really think about them more than just saying that they're fun but if you really want to know if that bike's for you um you can check out our tests there also we just um posted some stuff out of our one and done digital magazine uh, i think there's a tenere test up there the Yamaha tenere there's a gas gas 300 trials bike test all the stuff we do. So if you're not familiar with Dirt Bike Test, you go to, where do you go to to find Dirt Bike Test? DirtBikeTest.com. Right. It's on the internets. And it's hard to type in if, if, if it doesn't just feed it to you on some social platform. But you actually might learn something there, kind of like if you um, listen to this uh, show. Please post the WR250F maps that you liked. I will. I promise you I will. I'm not done. Um, but here's the interesting thing about mapping and I'm sure we'll have some questions or I always get questions about this. Um, I sort of made a joke too, because like when the magazines and stuff do all this testing, um, 
they always they always say oh you know with the yamaha stuff we always you always get a map like uh like with the motocross bikes there's there's the the super bro dude 101 map and there's the this the factory test rider guy map this and then motocross action comes out with a map that and then and then you know whatever they and people say give me that map it's got to be good it's got to be better than stock and oftentimes i find that the stock maps are actually really good and you you the reason they allow you to adjust this stuff and and it's funny because ktm until recently would always say we don't have a tool like that because our maps are the we give you the best map in the stock bike you can't make it better that was their answer but this tool is popular so now all of a sudden ktm has a a map an apping thing i haven't used it yet but now they're allowing you to change some stuff and it's it's a super super useful feature but it's it's used to customize because for the majority of people the stock maps are usually pretty good that's the way they design the stock bike just like the stock suspension settings are generally pretty good so when everybody wants and if you just want the app or the the map that i have to go try it that's great I would be willing to bet if you played with it, you could make it better for you than I could make it for you, like my map for you. Not to say that if I went riding with you and you told me, I could go, oh, that's this and that's that. And when I do this video on the, on WR and I, we have it, we have an, someplace on dirt bike test, there's a how to adjust your tuner, your ignition tuner, or your fuel tuner, um, and the, the symptoms of what they do. Did you get that thing fixed, or you can't Couldn't get the get them off, you can't get closed captions smaller. off? Uh huh. There's you, do you think? Can you read that? No. No. <laughs> we need to make that comment window bigger. Just go ahead and blow out the whole the. <laughs> you know what? Maybe the maybe the comments only need to come up when you're on the single cam. Does that so, make sense? So yeah. You, so when I'm on, so when, it's, just when on it's on Jimmy, so yeah. You could uh, make the single comments come up. Yeah, because it's been, uh, I've been trying to play with it. Right. So, um, (laughs) okay, so Maria Tim Marshall said uh, he or she, or actually that's a pretty good uh, time to use they, because that was the name on Facebook. They, they like the all zeros map on on and it depends on what bike you're using is it a wr and it does have the competition ecu and what exhaust are you running because it's i definitely like something different on the stock versus the because i had these maps i built with the stock pipe and those are the ones you put in there remember you were able to talk to it somehow yeah and i gave you some maps and you guys played around with them Remember, I sent you maps, and you guys sent yeah. them into it, and that was the last time we were able to send in because I think something changed. I don't know, yeah. or you selected the right one and I didn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we need to get rid of closed captions on this thing. See, I think you have to um, get that because you're the host. I think that you edit the whole thing where no one can get it. Oh, okay, but every but everybody can get it. I think everybody can get closed captions. Yours looks good. Mine looks like hieroglyphics. Yeah. You should see this. Look at look at the hieroglyphics I got going on there. Uh, which camera is it on? I don't uh, know. Big one. Big one in the middle. So that's that's the hieroglyphics I'm seeing. <laughs> it looks like the writing from that I show you the questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Do we have did the did the did the questions come out? You want questions? Yeah, from the from that post maybe. Yeah, yeah. I can read I can read you my question. Oh, okay, yeah. Read me your question. Okay, so it's not tech, so I'll just read. So I know you don't talk about racing, but I'm wondering if you have any opinions on the FIM no longer sanctioning the Supercross series. I know many see this as a positive, but I only know what I've heard from another podcast in Vegas. Right. Um, so I didn't even know this was a thing. This just happened. So FIM is no longer sanctioning the U.S. Supercross series. Yes, correct. Mm. So what I would guess, just from since I've been in this for a while, I don't really talk about racing. And there's way better podcasts to listen to if you want to. But I would guess that the FIM is looking at sanctioning their own Supercross series, mm-hmm. um, which is simply economics. I mean, there, there's a lot of money in that. And um, I, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how that Supercross series compares to the ones where all the, the best riders go to which right. tends to be the one that's run by Feld and kind of the AMA. But um, uh, I don't know. I'm. It's so funny. It, like, I mean, I like watching Supercross. It's pretty awesome. But in reality, it's sort of the same thing every week if you take the the battling away, the battling and the racing away. It's, t- it's kind of – I mean, th- there was some variety in the tracks this year with some of those more outdoorish stadium tracks and stuff. But um, it's I, I I definitely prefer the outdoors. You know, just from a, from a after I watch five Supercrosses, I mean, I watch it to see the racing, and I hope there's good racing. But let me tell you, if if the top three guys get out spread out by two seconds and just start doing laps, it's kind of boring. You know, frankly. But we did have we have been having, and we you know continue to have really good racing. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I think. I think. They're probably lobbying to do their own <laughs> do their own series. I don't know. Maybe they can make it better. Actually, who knows? Uh, I got more questions. Oh, you got more questions? Yeah, I got a lot of questions. Okay, so, we sh- we need to get you a mic. In yeah, fact, I really, I realize that. Um, okay, so there you can do this while you're over there. Um, okay. Actually, Jimmy can help. Let me there, read you this question while Jimmy gets this. There's a mic there. Yep, that one has a cord coming out of it. And if we put that next to Matt and we give me the plug and I can plug it in here and I can I can pot him up. Get them, get them all good. Uh, plug yours because this could make a loud pop. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's live on the fly. Make, make shit happen. Okay. There we go. Okay, check in, Matt. How you doing? Uh, you let me know. Uh, flip the stuff. switch on top of the mic. Okay. How are we doing there? Testing, testing. Yeah, I'm not hearing you. Testing. No. I'm not uh yeah try it both ways try it one talk straight into that thing testing. other way testing there testing. we yeah. hello got me yeah got you how, how, how's that does that sound better out there in um in the internet's world yeah you have to i, I can't hear myself so you it's up it's up to the chat right is he's le- he's level with us now um testing testing yeah right sounds now. pretty good me? hey show 101 is going to be really good i <laughs> promise you <laughs> we 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 had if we didn't do this right now, yeah, we wouldn't do it until we did it right now. As like we, you know, it's too hot to go riding here, but there's a lot of other projects to work on. But this has been burning a hole in us for a while. So yeah, okay. Um, go ahead. Question number two. Number two. So this question comes from David Potts. 
Um, he's wondering what's, what is the deal with the broken Husqvarna subframes and why isn't Husky standing up and taking care of this problem? Two of them broke in the Sonora rally without crashes. Pretty sure everyone who owns, owns one will experience this problem without crashing being the cause. I, I doubt that everyone is going to break. Number one, a Sonora rally would be probably one of the most extreme things you could do on that bike. Um, period. So, and, and I know a couple of the riders that were riding those bikes and they are plus sized humans. They're bigger than the average, average guy. The other thing about the Sonora Rally is you're riding in sand dunes and anybody who's ridden in sand dunes knows that you G out and hit things, jump off things and smash things pretty hard. Um, so that's that's like kind of an extreme case um are they standing behind it i i I don't know if it was if it was a real problem you would hear about it more this is just like every single ktm tpi bike will seize how's yours doing perfect yeah everyone that i've ridden perfect george is perfect but you still hear that they all do these things so yeah, at the extreme end, you can you can break almost anything. Um, when you start seeing a superseded or an updated part, that would give you the information that yeah, maybe they designed it a little bit a little bit weaker. And I'm not like standing up for Husky. I, I ride KTM's and Husaberg's, by the way. <laughs> yeah, where's your bell? <laughs> my, um, my Husaberg frame is more delicate than because it's a gas tank. It was built by an aftermarket company, but anyways, it's a whole other story because that thing makes so much power. You know how you know you know how you make power on a Husaberg, Logan? What, twisting what, the throttle. Yeah, and what happens when you twist the throttle? Uh, whiplash, and then you get more. No, uh, yeah, of course. If you're on Husaberg, on 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 for sure. But like, what makes the power? The forty-seven degree angle on the motor. Uh, 70 degree so it's that's wrong but gas gasoline yeah gasoline goes in there and that thing uses so much gas you have to make the subframe into a gas tank kind of like a rally bike um leave it to me to roll it back into a hootsburg discussion right um but i i think for the regular guy it's not necessarily a problem um i'm surprised the aftermarket hasn't built some sort of little bolt-on reinforcement something thing I have seen pictures of these things breaking, just like I've seen pictures of seized KTM two-strokes, TPI bikes. And so it does happen, but everybody starts talking about it, and I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that big of a deal. I'm pretty sure that if you make sure your bolts are tight, torqued properly, I could, I could imagine if you over-torqued bolts, that would cause a pinch on something that's kind of composite or, or not, you know, not aluminum that could cause it to break. So, um, yeah. I mean, they're racing Huskies in the GNCCs, and I don't see guys going out with broken subframes, and I'm pretty sure the factory, you know, motocross and supercross guys are riding them, and they would, if if you saw them breaking, you would see them, <laughs> you would see it live on TV, and we're not really seeing this, and those guys are hitting that stuff hard. So um, just my two cents worth. Did I answer the question, Matt? Uh, I believe you did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm listening to you in one ear and then you again on the other ear. So that must be horrible. It's it's really bad because I hear you twice. It's almost, I've been listening to you so many times ever since we've done those video shoots. <sighs> I've, I've, I've it, it's kind of tired of your voice. It's probably just <laughs> as bad as having to watch it. Watch me. 
if Logan's camera was up, we have Logan's camera up, and then all the girls would like join in. And did you get your? Did you get all your girlfriend and all of her friends to double tweet us or whatever they do? Tag us on what, uh, what's, not yet. what's the what's WhatsApp? Is that what we're doing? Can we go live on WhatsApp? Think maybe TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. On TikTok, TikTok, you definitely can. Yeah. TikTok's yeah. the way to get to the Gen Zers, which. Well That's then, me and, and you, Logan, so, so I can't. Logan, you'll probably have to like do the pre-show on TikTok. Yeah. You 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 just how do you do it? Do you stand there and wave like this for like fourteen seconds, and then everybody likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then then we're good. Then we've hit that market. Yeah. Good, because all the advertisers are after that. Um. Okay. You want another question? Sure. All right. So this one you have comes- to answer this one, Logan. So this one comes from uh, Christian uh, Gorgon. Uh, hope I'm pronouncing the last name right. Oh, well, how do you spell it? Uh, G-O-R-G-O-N. Gorgon, yeah. Yeah, Gorgon. Yeah. Gorgon, okay. okay. Cool. So uh, her qu- uh, her his question, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I have a uh, Husaberg slash uh, recluse question. I recently Ooh, acquired a 2010. That's, okay, that's hitting on some, that's hitting on some uh, recluse. They're a sponsor of the yeah, show. We forgot to mention that. That's why I picked it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you Shameless got you, th- so you know how there's like keywords that search really well and yeah. and you know um, triggers that we'll call those triggers. You, you just you just triggered us. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, I recently acquired a 2010 FX450 and it has a Recluse Core uh, 3.0 clutch. The clutch sometimes chatters slash grinds during engagement. It's more pronounced when letting the clutch lever out and rolling out the throttle. I know I don't need to let the clutch out with a recluse, but I still like to use it like a regular clutch when I can. This seldom helps. Uh, this seldom happens, but it's quite unnerving when I hear that noise from the engine cases. Thanks. Judder. It's clutch judder. So I suspect that the, at some point the clutch got really hot, um, borderline smoked, and it, it's, it's, it's kind of glazed. And so it's instead of engaging smoothly, it, it takes more pressure and then it does kind of like a skip. And, and I know in a, in a, in a normal clutch pack, they actually have a jetter spring or a lot of the clutch packs, they have a jetter spring that kind of helps this in some way, or sometimes it makes it way worse. And in my experience, clutch packs that have a jetter spring, if they get smoked, they do it worse. So I would actually go in there and take a look at the, the clutch plates. Um, you know, make sure that the that the the fibers aren't you know burnt or kind of polished, and that the um, the metals are not you know glazed, and maybe just replace those. That would be the the first thing I would do. The other thing is, if if your free play gain isn't proper, that could lead to this um, symptom as well sometimes. But if your free play is engage, engaging properly and and all that's good. Um, yeah, it's so easy to just pull the plates out and take a look at them, and then just replace them, and it should be you should be fine. Uh, but I don't know that that's really. I have some older KTM's that that will that will do this um, that have the recluses in them, and but they're mostly the old ball bearing ones. Remember the, it's what are they called the, the ball Z start. Yeah, they're called Z start pros. Yeah, those those tend to do this a little bit more, and I don't know exactly why but i think there's a reason they went to exp they had the, the on the old zsart pros you could get the little kit with the little rubber donuts that you could put in there that stopped that chatter right the rubber donuts went the rubber donuts that went down i forgot 
Where did they, yeah, where did they go? Because you think about the way that a ball would work activating those those things. Um, maybe, yeah. Let me turn that down because I think that noise is coming through. I don't know if we just kill it and we'll just fry in here. Uh, it's the, There's a remote control right down there. Uh, You're right down by your hand. Yeah, you, yeah. So actually, hand it to me. I can probably control it over here somehow, way, shape, or form. Um, okay, next question, Matt. All right, so this is going to come from uh, Tony uh, Reyes. My WR250F uh, stock suspensions feels harsh on terrain with loose rocks, regardless of how stiff or soft I set it up. Currently using stiff, soft terrain tires. Okay, uh, whoa, 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 roll back. Bike again? The bike? Yeah. WR250F. Okay. Uh, did he give you a year? No year. Okay. All right, they so, made those for a long time, but anyways, <laughs> go ahead. All right, so he's currently using a soft terrain tr- uh, tires, HD tubes at 12 PSI. How much would intermediate tires with softer sidewalls and compound uh, combined with the tubeless help in the rocks? Trying to delay full suspension revalve slash spring job. Um, he said soft terrain tires was his original. Yeah, so he was using a stiff soft a stiff soft terrain tires. Stiff, soft terrain. I wonder what tire that is. Is is this? This was a question from earlier today. Yeah, this is from. I'm pull, I'm still pulling questions off of that Facebook post. Okay, um, so if Tony's on there, um, tell me what your WR because that'll help a bunch because they've changed a bunch. Because basically, if it's it's quite a bit older, I'm I'm suspecting it's newer. But if it's quite a bit older, Yamaha used to spring those WRs and and set them up a little bit soft, and they tended to pack down in the suspension, making the suspension that was quote soft act harsh. So I always found that that kind of stiffening them up a little bit tended to make them act softer. So he just put in the chat 2019. Yeah. Oh, so a new one. Okay. Yeah, so the yeah. new one, they've, they've, they're, they're better. So the 19 was better. So they're holding that bike up now. Um, so stiffer sidewalls, he's, uh, uh, and hopefully he puts in the chat what, um, Tony throw, I, I can see your thing over there. Throw the, um, the type of tires in there. Cause you know, I'll always say Kenda tires, won't I? Yeah. But it's a good answer. Yeah. What was on the back of that bike you were riding on the, uh, what was the back of your KTM 300? Kenda. Yeah. You got to get the front. Yeah. <laughs> huh? No, it doesn't. No. It's that stock tire. No, it's Michelin. Oh, Michelin. Yeah. Yeah. Was that one of those purchases while you're all topped up on? <laughs> you're, you're ordering from the hospital bed after the after the. <laughs> was that stuff? Who knows where they're, that stuff came from? They're stock tires, he said. They're stock. Oh, the stock tires on the Yamaha. Oh yeah, you can do better. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's the. I think they were the. Well, and if they're and if it's 2019 and it's still stock, the tires have stiffened up. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, in all honesty, so I'll be brutally honest here. Uh, <laughs> I always, always am. The, the the tire I always went to as a go to um, when I wanted a little bit more bump compliance was the Michelin. The Michelin tended to have a little bit more absorption in the sidewall. Um, the 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 so it's the mid soft or no no that's the Pirelli. So the the Michelin was the MX Extra, and they had a intermediate uh not mx extra what's a michelin what's their star cross star cross five they have a star cross five 
soft intermediate tire that actually has pretty good bump com- compliance and then a lot of their their enduro tires are also pretty soft as as well um not the normal go-to for that but um uh, i'm thinking of some of the other some of the other tires that are that are softer that would help this um yeah i michelin's the first choice for that they just tend to seem to have um softer sidewalls and then running a moose a softer moose on almost any tire um can help and it's it just depends on the 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 age of the moose and the the you know the the stiffness of the tire and it's just a balancing act to to kind of get where you're at you know I would say if you're not really sure, the best thing to do is keep running tubes um, and then play with the pressures. And then when you start learning how a pressure correlates with how a moose breaks down, like the moose is usually started about 12 PSI and they work their way in useful life down to about eight, you can kind of know that if you have a a brand new moose, like whether it's a Michelin or like a nitro moose, and they start out at this pressure, you put that in a softer tire and then that moose breaks down and then you can put it in a stiffer tire and get sort of the same feel. So, you know, when when you have a lot of tires and a lot of wheels and a lot of mooses, this is an easy thing to do. But if you just start budgeting your moose use and your tire use and you're using it a lot, which maybe you're not based on a 2019 with stock tires, I would stick with the I would stick with the um, the tubes because it's so adjustable there and then then you can adjust the pressure i would even try going a little bit lower pressure i'm not sure what you're running in that wr currently uh but you know make sure you're around 12 11 and a half 12 to start with and that might make a big difference i know a lot of guys are just so afraid of flats that they run like 16 and 18 and i'm like wow that's kind of ridiculous but uh you don't get flats so he had one other question. Um, I wasn't really paying attention the whole time because I was looking for questions. Uh, he had also asked if tubeless system would help. Um, uh, yes and no. Um, <laughs> so so tubeless systems um, are good in that you can run a lot lower pressure without the fear of pinching your tube. But at the same time, if you're pinching your tube, you're hitting stuff hard enough to dent your rim in my experience. So I've run tubeless, you know, I still have it on a lot of bikes and it's just a finicky system. If I was like doing a lot of, uh, you know, stuff where I wanted really low air pressure and I didn't have the access to worn out mooses, which I tend to do, um, I would run a tubeless system. That would be, I want to run really low pressure and I'm not going to be, you know, smacking into stuff and hurting stuff. What are you hearing, Logan? What's wrong with our setup? I don't know. I, that thing? Thought yeah. I heard second voice, but did I have a little gas? No. Um like one of the volumes is up. Oh, uh oh, uh oh. Matt, your micro oh you maybe you're hearing the feedback out of Matt's microphone out of the ear. See like the ear yeah. that's up like this? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's gone. Back. It's gone now? Uh, yeah. no, it's gone. Okay, yeah. So hold on a second. I'm gonna drop you down a little bit. I'm, I'll bring I'll bring Matt up when I we need turn, to. I can turn it down over here too. No, you're fine. We got you covered. <laughs> this is a test. This is only a test <laughs> of the uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday broadcasting system. It's just 100 shows. Um, we should have just gone to Romero's, set up one of those cameras, and sat back and had a couple suds. Tacos and suds. That way Bob wouldn't have screwed up completely. Where's my tacos, Bob? You know how hungry I am? 
those are naranjas. Right. No, I want tacos. Yeah, except that I didn't get your message until way too late. <laughs> oh, uh, you're you're two three blocks away from a good taco shop. There's taco shops on almost every corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was yeah. Go to Romero's you need you need to hang out with Jimmy. He'll show you the the local lines around here. The other Jimmy. I saw there was a great sandwich shop. I saw there was a place that yeah. sold uh, pupusas. Oh, that's that's over on on um, Homestead or not home on on uh, Prump Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that place is pretty good. Not yeah. as good as Romero's because the bartender there is awesome. So, um, okay. So what else are we talking about? Okay, did we answer that question? Yeah, I believe we did. Uh, I have another one for you. So Tony, Tony, I see the comment. He says the Starcross Five is exactly what he was considering. Thanks for concerning. What about tubeless? Will that help as well? Yes. Um, I would just go Starcross Five and tubes. Just call it call it good and see how you like them, and I think you'll be you'll be moderately impressed. And if if your suspension is starting to feel soft or, or harsh, try stiffening it up a little bit. It might help it ride up a little bit higher in the stroke and always bleed the air out, right, Logan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were riding this weekend, I I my factory mechanic um, uh, kept it. it Picking at him to you know take care of my bike and what am I, what was I picky about? Suspension, gas, and yeah, you got to have gas in the bike. That's number yeah. one. Yeah, and suspension get the air out of the forks. Yeah, yeah, made a big difference. Good. Went pretty fast for an old dude, huh? Yeah. 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 Okay. Next question. All right. So this is uh, from uh, Joseph Hahn. Hi, Logan and Jimmy. Logan was not in parentheses. Uh, my brother purchased his first two-stroke to play around on a 2004 RM250. He, his previous experience is mostly on XR400R and a WR250R. We're slow, but like to trail ride technical trails in Kentucky and Indiana. So one, with modifications, how similar to a KTM 250EXC can this uh, be made? Will it even be close? And two, what are some modifications that you'd recommend to tame tame it down a little? It already has a flywheel weight and suspension work. Uh, what year arm two fifty? Uh, two thousand four. Okay, so they. I mean, those bikes were the same for kind of in in this realm forever. I hear that bike can do double backflips. <laughs> <laughs> That's Travis. Yeah. Right uh, there. Yeah. Um, so. Those the funny two stroke motors are pretty easy to make do almost anything. So I'm guessing that if you put um, like a spark arrestor on it, like a, a good quieter muffler, that tames it down. Um, and I don't know what your KTM you're talking about. If you're talking about a KTM from the from the same era, they're going to be pretty similar. The thing that the KTM's have just improved on over and over and over is they've they've got their They've got the jetting and, and the carburation and the power delivery down so nice because they were competing against four-strokes. And since 2004, the four-strokes have come a long way, and they tried to keep up with the two-strokes. And these little changes they've made have made the bikes just so much more rideable. I'm thinking that that on the RM, I don't, I don't know how you can adjust the power valve. Can you play with the power valve? On that one, if there was a company that made some spring kits for the for the power valve, that was always um, something you could do to do it. I, I don't know if you can add some spring preload. You know, maybe even if they don't make 
kits for it, you could find out what that the spring that's activating the power valve is doing inside the case. And that's the best way to really tune the power of a of a two-stroke is by kind of adjusting when the power valve opens and closes uh, for sure. But um, things like gearing, you're always dealing with a motocross gearbox, so it's not going to have the range of a KTM EXC, for instance. But it's it's not going to be down on power for by any means. It might just be uh, uh, Moto Tassinari V-Force Reeds uh, was also another really good modification to almost any two-stroke. So I would consider doing that. Um, what do you think, Logan? He asked you. Oh, um graphics kit yeah you sure no uh bleed the air out of your forks <laughs> <laughs> that's good i just, it just I, I i like the talk i want to see the action action yeah he should he should get the perump uh the perump uh, graphics kit which is just spray paint from home depot yeah perump, well that's what you got to do when the bike gets stolen yeah it's just yeah black right or <laughs> or you know forest green yeah, yeah. No, the forest green is only if it's Kawasaki. Okay, next question. All right, so this is from uh, Dan K. Um, it's, hey, Jimmy, is chain lube necessary on an O-ring chain or maybe some WD to prevent corrosion? So um, my uh, chain maintenance. Um, hey, Logan, take it. When do you lube the chain? Right before you wash it. Wash the bike. But when the bike's warm, like yes. when you're done with your ride. Well, you always end up washing the bikes after the school, so the bikes yeah. are still, they've just come off of a, you know, five or six mile road ride, essentially, to get back here. Yep. So, lube the bike when? Uh, warm. Warm. And that way, the, the chain lube goes, it has, has a better chance to kind of absorb and penetrate things when things are warm or expanded. So, is it necessary in an O-ring chain? Um some people will say no. I don't think you're actually squirting lube into the chain, like past the O-rings, until the chain's pretty worn. So um, in, a, in a lubing, like lubing where you would want the lube to go, essence, not really. But there's some lubrication that'll do a little bit more for kind of just corrosion and, um, you know, just protection. So it's probably not bad to put on there. I used to... You just don't want to put something that's sticky that's going to attract dirt and dust onto the chain, um, you know, too much. So, but if it can get on there and dry up, that's why I, I tend to prefer some of the chain waxes if I'm going to put something on a chain, because then it kind of it kind of gets in there and then protects it, and it it's not sticky when it finally dries up. But uh, for sure, and a lot of times I used to just throw, you know, like I said, some of the penetrant, not really penetrant lube, but WD forty, like you know, a water repellent. Um, on the chain, and that would uh, that would keep them going. And I mean, I get a a lot of, a lot of miles out of chains, but you know, we're not riding in that harsh of a condition for chains out here. You know, it, it kind of also depends on where you're at. But when they start getting worn out, the more they start wearing, the more you know the lube actually gets in there and does something. So, question answered. I believe so. Okay. All right. Ready for another one, or uh, do you have another segment? Do we? We were supposed to build segments for this. Yeah. Okay. What was your segment, Logan? I was agreeing with you. I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember we talked about show notes on ninety nine. Where's your show notes? Um. Oh, that giant clipboard. 
He he he. No, this is this is my notes from the last uh, twenty episodes. I can just keep reading you questions. We can do that, but I think Logan needs to come up. We, we've got a segment where I'm going to have you do some marketing for me. In fact, someone. Oh man, there was a there was a guy that that um he wanted to sell us something. I don't know what it was, but I need to get you on the horn with that guy. We need to record it. See, this is where we're going to learn. We're going to learn how to bring the pre-recorded stuff in. And yeah, we just yeah. like let it roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question. Okay, so this is going to come from uh, Victor, uh, I believe, uh, Andrade, or let's we'll just go Victor oh, A. Oh, well, Victor A, yeah. Victor so, A, sorry. You, you I know, see he's in the chat, so uh, please, he, please don't, um, he's please also, don't massacre me. He's also usually gets put in Facebook jail after commenting on Tech Talk oh. Taco oh, Tuesday. Really? Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, was this? He's, he said, uh, my ATAS tends to pop and backfire sometimes, even after warmed up. Africa so, Twin, ATA, AT, Africa Twin. AS? Auto shift? I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, so it, tend to, it tends to pop and backfire sometimes, even after warmed up. Took it to the dealer. They couldn't replicate the situation. Then I read that Honda makes them run lean. Can it be reprogrammed so the temp sensor gets lower, gets lower temperature and enriches the mixture? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Man, I've never really heard of... Um a lot of the adventure bikes wanting to do all of the the you know remapping and retuning because the bike has a lot of power but I, I understand where you're coming from so so it pops on D cell I suspect and he thinks it's just lean I believe so that that's what I'm I, get, that's the vibes I'm getting from yeah. uh, from what he says here yeah um exhaust does it have a stock exhaust yeah does it have a stock exhaust and if not is there an exhaust leak and usually those pops don't really affect the way that the bike runs it's more just an audio audio thing so um and i would not try to adjust something to i mean there's you know you can go you can go down a deep dive on the different forms and every larry bob and harry has a has a setup or a tune or something they can do um it would probably be no problem to test some of that as long as you can come back from it as long as you can put it back um so I, it's funny. I'd never really. I mean, yeah, sure. They they're 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 lean-ish to pass emissions and stuff like that. But I never really noticed that being that much of a problem. Um, but I don't know if I've ridden that specific gear. You like hearing your headphones? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he says that everything's stock and it shuts off when it pops. Oh, or, it stalls. Yeah. And he took it back to the dealer, and that wasn't uh, idle speed, or or some or there's a sensor in there that actually is causing it to be, you know, super lean. But um, and that since I'm pretty sure it's fly by wire. So he said there was something someone had mentioned something about a booster plug in the Africa Twin forms. Yeah, I'm sure there's twenty or thirty different. <laughs> like I said, there's probably things. That they do to modify it. In in my experience, and all of my experience, when you start trying to compensate by, you know, changing the throttle position sensor or changing something, you're going to make it a little bit better in some areas, but you're making it a little bit worse in others. And I don't know that it necessarily kind of cures completely cures the problem. Um, it's just a, it's a it's a it's a workaround. And I don't know. I'm not not that familiar with that with that bike, Logan. You 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 got to research that. The 
You remember the question? Like, search. Search? The, what he wants? Or? Well, it's like when Daffy Duck starts flack, flapping his wings around or something, and then you, do you have to answer the question? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to put Matt in that seat real quick. You're going to be over there pushing. Oh, it'd be a black screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just thinking, I think next show we need a, like a camera for the, for the producer. Oh, well, I'll just go over there and point Logan's at yours if it would work. Maybe yeah. we're lucky your camera's not working right now. It looks like it's it's green. I'm not sure what's happening here. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, connected. Okay. okay. So I'm going to switch to uh, a YouTube comment I found. Oh, good. Because I, I know you normally put one in that kind of pats you on, pats yourself on the back a little bit. Never. So I, I got one for you here. Talk it's, about me now, Logan. It's from Motocross Hideout. It's from your Beta 200RR video. Okay. It says, great review, Jimmy. If I had unlimited funds to buy a new bike, the Beta 200RR would probably be the one. Does it feel similar and, shor- and shorter than your KTM 200? Also love the reference to, bu- the, uh, to the bike specs. Um, so on to the bike specs. Um, you know, one of the things in, in being a, in a, in a journalist for as long as I've been, it's like one of the most arduous things for me to do is to just rewrite what the press release says. You know, just like they talk about all the different things, and I, 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 mean, I get it. Maybe some people really want to to know all those things, but I could care less. I want to know how it works. I mean, that, so so I sort of when I test stuff, I test it the way I want to would want to read it. Essentially, you know, I, I do that. So I, I, Kit Palmer at Cycle News did a really good job of talking about a little bit about the history of the beta and talked about the improvements and the specs and the chassis changes and all the different things. And I'm like, well, instead of me writing and taking that time, he did a really good job. Let's, you know, showcase that if you're, if you're into that. And then we talk about how, you know, how the bike works. So it, the beta, and this is a, this is a beta characteristic. This is a, this is the way that betas tend to work is they they feel long they just they feel like they're the wheelbase is you know let's just say three inches longer than a KTM just for reference and what's strange about that is if you did ride a KTM that was three inches longer it would get the handling would kind of go out and it would it would feel very stable but it wouldn't turn and the betas don't do that. They feel longer, but they still turn, I would say, just as good as a KTM, uh, but without the kind of knifey-ish front end. It's more like a, more like a, a, I would say, along the lines of a Suzuki, because Suzukis tend to also turn good but feel stable. And the, and the betas and the Suzukis have a kind of a similar characteristic there, except, well, no, they're the same. They're both really heavy on the scale, but... They they act lighter than they are, and then except the Beta 200 is really light on the scale because it's all based off the 125. So it's a it's a 125 they've made into 200 as opposed to like a, you know, and I I was kind of suspecting it was just going to be the 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 200 motor stuffed in a the 300 frame and chassis, and it wasn't. And it made that bike pretty good. You rode it, right, Logan? Yeah. A little bit or a lot? Just a little bit. Um, that. We went up the mountain and then oh. the your test loop. Yeah. So you got some good time on it. Yeah. Did you like that one? Yeah. We were talking about the next bike for him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You, your dad claims you're getting one more bike out of him and then yep. you're on your own. Yeah. What would would a Beta 200 be a good bike for you? 
Um, it's a little specific, so like a little more less the flat of des of Pahrump. A little more less. Okay, so, so if you it's better up in the mountain and right. more technical riding, but not not enough. So you so when so when you were out riding in the flats, you were like you're wide open, right? Um, it just wasn't fast enough. Not necessarily. Okay. It got it got a little twitchy. Got a little twitchy for like. Well, you know, it was set up for fat guy me. We didn't. You didn't. Did you adjust the spring preload? No. No. So you know how I had it set yes. up, right? <laughs> spring preload cranked. Yes. Yeah. So it was like this for you. Mm. Okay. So so it was a little twitchy. Yeah, just whenever oh, so, we got so 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 your your throttle can only go to half. Kinda. Kind of. Okay. Because if you went to three quarters, it start getting twitchy. Yeah. So you never went wide open. Not really. So it wasn't fast enough, or it was fast enough. It, I'm going to talk him into a beta 200 in about 10 seconds, right? <laughs> well, you just got was your was your was your KTM 125 fast enough? Um. Yeah. Was it twitchy? It was, no, it it just had more up in the top end or faster where I I wouldn't want to go. Uh huh. But it has it, so it's more stable at a lower speed. The KTM is. Yeah. So, just as a um, the two hundred was um, almost not ringing out, but. It was uh, getting so when it starts coming on the pipe, it got yeah. unstable. And when you're you're 150, you could get it on the pipe, and it was still stable. So you're able to ride yeah. the 150 yeah. or 125 harder. Yes. See how I just uh, extracted that information? Yeah. Yes. Figured out what he was talking. It's <laughs> like this is years of talking to test riders and like, what are you trying to tell me? You know, <laughs> what's the what what are we where, where are we going from here? But I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your next bike? He's a lugger. He's a, yeah. He likes to lug a motor. You want to lug? Yeah, well, you're riding 300s around. I wish I could ride 300s at your age. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. My dad didn't have a KTM 250 TPI or 300 TPI bike. <laughs> they would, he, would, he would interchange at the most opportune moments to let me ride the Beta 300. Yeah. yeah. That's good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get the pool clean today? Did you clean out the pool? Rake the leaves, um, um, cut some firewood out in the front yard, change the tires on something or other. Cleaned out the trailer a little bit. Cleaned out the trail a little bit. <laughs> Good kid. Okay. Right. You weren't over here. No. Yeah. Well, we somehow me and Matt got it done. It was close. Yeah. Well, no, no, he, he came in. He came in. Five? It's like, it's like showing up to work at like 1030. How's oh, that yeah. work on the construction site? <laughs> yeah, you got to get used to that. You better be careful. You're going to be on the construction site. Beer's at 12. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right, so um, this is a comment from show 99, I believe. Uh-huh. So it's it, this is uh, Adam, I think, Nis, Niswanger. Uh, let's see here. So, Jimmy, please help with this cringeworthy question. For riding in the woods and trails here in Georgia, weighing 200 pounds and possessing minimal skills... Would you choose a 200, 250, or 300 beta for 2022? I'm about to order. Had a 300 before and just felt like it was a waste of power. 
but if it's going to uh, if it's just going to be easier, uh, more fun, I'll get another. Edit. Uh, he made an edit to say money down on a two fifty. So. Uh, oh, my advice is yeah. completely. Yeah, that's that was where I was going to go. I was going to go just just if if you're kind of in between. Man, bikes are so good these days. You really, really, really can't go wrong. You're not going to get a bad one. Um, they're they're all good. It's just you. You. I always told people it's like you can probably buy the best bike, and it could be the 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 worst one for you because you said, oh, well, the magazine set or this set. So it's, it's kind of like flavors. You know, you've got to learn. And the hard thing is you don't get the opportunities to to try all the different bikes. The cool thing is that a lot of the manufacturers, you know, beta included, now have demo rides. Um, and you can go and try a few bikes of their model line, like at a National Enduro, they have these rides or some of the uh, the different adventure um like the Tour Tech Rally will have, you know, Honda and KTM and Harley Davidson this year, for instance, will be there, you know, and you can ride their adventure bikes. And there's nothing better than just to go, even though you can't really ride them the way you want to sometimes. I mean, actually, at the National Enduros, I rode, I got to ride a few KTMs a few years back on one of their little demo loops, and it was bitching. It was just like the way we would want to go test the bikes, although not for the length of time. But you got to go take a few bikes around, and they were telling me how successful that program was at selling motorcycles. And and you could be the guy going, do I want a 250 or a 300? And I'll sit there and tell you, if, if you like to lug 300, if you like to rev 250, that's the simple answer. Um, but you don't know until you actually go and get the chance to, to ride the bikes back to back and kind of feel the, the subtle differences. And as, as someone who gets to test ride a lot of different bikes, that's the advantage I've had over these years. And that's why I have some of this knowledge to, to kind of, to tell you, but unless I knew you, you know, and knew how you rode the, the person that's asking the question, it's hard for me to recommend. I can just kind of rattle some stuff off and hopefully our tests, um, you know, give you those, those insights, uh, to do that. And I tell you what, I always tell people this all the time, like, Jimmy, what's the best bike you've ridden? It's generally the one I'm on 10 minutes after I started riding it. Uh, because I, you know, when I have the opportunity to choose from different types of bikes, I know the ride I want to go on and I will pick the right bike for that. That being said, I don't, do you ever see me ride motocross bikes out in the trail? No, no. The answer would be never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have before because I had to. Do you ever see me take motocross bikes to the track? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. all the time. Yeah, all the time. Uh, enduro bikes to the track. Uh, no. Nope. Nope. Because they're purpose built. Yeah. And and you know, and a lot of guys want to do everything with one bike. I want to buy a dual sport bike and I want to take it to the supercross track. Okay, that's a big ask. You know, you're going to suffer someplace. Something's going to go, you know, you know, wrong. And and but you just got to say, hey, I do most of my riding here. That's why these in the United States, specifically these XC style bikes, you know, are so popular because a 300, you know, XC like the bike that you guys have. I don't know whose it is anymore. You know that bike you stole from your dad? Yeah. You, Him. But yeah. Three fingers, fingers pointing back at me. Three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> Him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you could take that to Sandy Valley right now and rip some yep. laps and you could go out here and trail ride mm-hmm. and you can take it up the mountains and trail ride, you know, yep. and, and that's what those bikes, they, they're never going to be great at 
anything except for this, like, I love those bikes going to a Grand Prix. I wanted to go to the SRA Grand Prix this weekend. Almost did. I wanted to go. I was going to take my YZ125 because I was going to take it to Sandy Valley, too, <laughs> of, all, of all things. But we did something else instead. We went riding. So, um, yeah, um, get that 250. Tell us how you like it. And well, One thing he did put, he also added, I just want to – this is uh, – I'm going to pat the shows back, not your back, the shows, because uh, Logan's a part of it. And it's gonna. He also said you helped sell a beta and another recluse. So another sponsor, another you know shameless plug. Yeah, good, good, good for him. Yeah, I. I mean, for most people, I think recluses are good. I mean, they're they're they're. It's it's funny because the more your ego gets in the way of you allowing yourself to use a recluse, the more you suffer for not having one. And and I've put them in every kind of bike known to man. And there's certain ones I want them in and certain ones I don't. And and it's funny is when I start riding my recluse bikes, I love it. And then I forget and I get on a regular one and then I, I go, oh, I wish I would have it in this thing. But you can switch back and forth. It's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, when you have 50 motorcycles, right, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, you don't know which. You know why we grab the recluse one? Because it's really easy to ride from here to the other property and carry tools. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then when we go on really gnarly trail rides, you don't stall. You you go up one level in skill. Okay. Is it time for a sponsor read, or is it time for another question? Oh yeah, let's do a sponsor read. Speaking of recluse. Yeah. You have the recluse read all ready to go. It's in your show notes. That you did. Yeah. Do you remember any of the ones that you did for the um, other show? Kind of thinking, and there's the, the old guy one. The old guy one. There's the the supercross one, but I think that's a little. You know how I people. You know how people them. could hear our recluse commercials. Go and listen to old episodes of this podcast. So if you're just yeah. finding this right now, if you're just tripping across this on whatever social platform we managed to manage to beam it out into space on. Um, you can look on your favorite um, podcast thing. You can search Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. It will come up, and they may not as be as horribly produced as this show. I was trying to. Find you were trying reads. to read it. You were reading sponsor. Uh, good job. Find sponsor reads. <laughs> no, um, the one I found was the Honda no, th- one. This is this is could be quite possibly one of the best produced shows we've ever had. Uh, yeah. If you knew how many technical issues we're overcoming by actually getting this to go out. Um, it's a huge accomplishment. So we're uh, actually kudu- getting smooth transitions between two cameras. Oh, good yeah. job, Matt. Okay. That that I mean, honestly, this is good. Um, but go search Tech Talk Taco Tuesday on any of the you know iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever you use for your podcasts, and listen to some of the older shows because a lot of these questions we've answered multiple times in different ways. Um, hopefully, I'm consistent with my answers. I think uh, I tend to be. But you can, you know, learn learn something. Um, you know, see how see how much how this has come along. Hopefully, the sound quality is going to be okay. It, how, it's sounding really good. How are we going to get this? That's the question. Oh, because we're recording it. We're recording we can, on OBS, so we can rip the the sound and put it onto the Logan. I've never used this before. You know exactly what we're talking about, right? Hopefully. Hopefully, this is going to turn into a podcast at some point. Um, yeah. So. The good thing is, is if you listen to the podcast, the last, I think, 50 of them are sponsored by Recluse. Yeah. So this content, believe it or not, is I don't get out of bed in the morning for free. I get paid. So um, 
the the last 50 of the episodes that are podcasts are uploaded to YouTube thanks to Recluse, which they've been a good partner um, in getting those podcasts. And most of my personal bikes have Recluse clutches in them because I want them to be in there. That's the main reason. And uh, I'm really picky about my Recluse setup. If you want your clutch to work better, you just ask for the Jimmy Lewis setup. They hate that because mine engage a little bit low. Um, they drag a little bit. They do all the things that maybe you don't think you want, but I think you do. But then again, what do I know, right? Yeah, I kind of like them. Yeah, kind of. You know, kind of like the recluse. You kind of like my setup. I kind of like your setup. Yeah, but I really like the recluse. Oh, good. Yeah. How come there's no recluse in that KTM of yours? Just money. Just money. Just One of money. those fingers is still pointing at him. Okay. <laughs> oh, I could have used it this weekend because I had no fingers. So, oh. I broke my finger, so. Oh, did you really break it? Well, I, I didn't broke it. Oh, it it's looks like mine now? It's got a little, yeah. little well, fun. I did it. Remember, it folded it all away. Yeah. So, I couldn't really work the clutch right all weekend. <laughs> at all. So, I'm really wishing, wishing I had one. Okay. Where okay. are we at, Matt? Okay. Well, uh, I have a uh, question from the uh, YouTube chat. Oh, good. Yeah, so uh, integrating it. So this is from Eli uh, ha- Hamo. Uh, we'll go Eli H. I'm really bad <laughs> pronouncing. I, oh, I see this. I can, actually, I, I went into my YouTube on my thing, oh. little device here. Do you want to read it? Uh, yeah, I'll try. Actually, Logan, why don't you get back to your good job right here? Can you can you read that one right there? Logan used to get to read questions. Now he's like, like kind of like dead weight. Like luckily the whole the whole table doesn't tip over and we all slide down the cliff here. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, what do you think of the background, everybody? That's pretty nice. Sweet. One, one of the engines is uh, cut off. Oh, the the, yeah, the, um, the one right to your to your right. Yeah. Oh. oh, we'll we'll fix that next time. Yeah. 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 But you get you get to see that sweet red one. Uh, DDC Sprockets uh, is bringing you this show. So uh, that's uh, Delaney. Drive components. Drive components. Uh, DDC.net on the web. They are the longest-lasting, most durable stainless steel sprockets you can put on your dirt bike. Uh, I have them on the majority of mine. I've never had to replace one yet. Like I said, we have it easy out here in the dry, dusty conditions. But um, super lightweight for such a durable sprocket. And uh, if you want to know more, go to ddcracing.net and uh, enjoy getting... uh, your power to your rear wheel via the good sprocket. So, okay, what was that question from L? What? What's the name? Eli Hamu. Eli Hamu. Yeah. You sure? No. But. No. Okay. The 21 TE 300. After 50 hours on the OEM spring forks, I upgraded to WP 6500 inverted revalved uh, front and rear. Right away, much better control with less deflection. How much better are clone valves, KYB, O-lens, etc.? Et cone valves. So he he what what he had his stock forks. Um, revalved stock fork. Uh, no, uh, the WP six sixty five hundred. That's yeah. stock fork, right? Is that what they call that thing? I I don't think so. I don't think it's the stock one. Let's see, upgraded W. So I think I think that's a I think that's an upgraded insert that you can put in the stock forks. Mm-hmm. Revalved front and rear, right away, much better control. This. So. I think, I think for most 
normal humans, and we're just talking everybody above people that should be top five in the elite racing world, you know, you can get your stock suspension if you have a really good suspension tuner revalved to work as good as possibly it needs to for you. So if you have somebody that you can communicate with and you can tell them what you're looking for, if they are good tuner, they can get it where they need to go. Does that make sense? So when you start adding all these kits and stuff and you know, which just you just add a dollar sign to each level of performance that you are expecting and Usually that makes it work better and better and better and better because you want to feel like your 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 dollars are going there. I deal with a lot of racer kids that tell their dads that they just want the ones with all oh, the the ones that they see on the factory bikes, and it's it's a marketing operation. I mean, it really a lot of times it really is. I mean, th- those guys and the more dollar signs on the suspension components need to come with a guy that stands next to the track and tunes that stuff to work exactly for you. Otherwise, if you just buy it, it works quite possibly a lot worse than the stuff that was designed for everybody. Okay. The reason the stock suspensions are in there is they fit the widest amount of riders and you probably fit in that spectrum a lot more in where they set up over here for the, the, the cone valve, you know, stuff. Cone valve does some very specific things. And if you told me my suspension does this and I want it to do this better, I could say, yes, cone valve was better or no, it's not. So, But until you can ask that question, we shouldn't even be really – I don't think we should be talking about this. Um, and I hate to, you know, I hate to say that. It, you know, it they, those – those forks, they're you know they look bitching. They you know they say they have the stickers on the side. I just buy the damn stickers and call it good. Turn your clickers. <laughs> you know, um, you know a, you can get cone valve like performance out of a stock Husky TE with adding oil to the fork. I know this. <laughs> I do this on a lot of bikes. Um, you know because it, it's it's the cone valve. What it does is it really controls the bottoming and and. Um, that's what the cone valve is. It's a, it's a bottoming, uh, different bottoming system for the most part. So yes. Another okay. question? Yeah. Yeah. We got, I can keep pulling questions for as long as you want. Oh, Rick Lieb- Lieberson wants to know what is the history of the guitar hanging back there? He also was going to be my next question. That was really <laughs> great. Minds think alike, Matt. Yeah. 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 Good. Um, Kinda has a ghost between Logan and uh Yeah, there's a shadow. Um oh yeah. yeah, there's ghosts in here. It's me from that camera. Uh well we've gotta get a lighting guy. We have more lights too. We could fix this thing. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Um I, I think it's the nicest things Bob ever said. He usually just slamming us all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so Rick, um the guitar was from um a surfer cross that I did uh Back in the day, I don't know if it was pro class or industry class because I used to get shuffled between those two classes because there was a time when there were so few motocross guys that actually even paddle a surfboard out into the lineup. I got put in the pro class, and then there was other times that um, 
there were enough motocross guys and they just like, Jimmy, you're so slow. Fucking, you don't belong in this. You don't belong out on the track with these guys, the motocross one. So it was just, I, I don't remember what year that was or whatever, but the one year Fender um, was one of the sponsors um, that uh, helped put that on. It was always like um, Jeremy Albrecht from um, JGR was the main uh, guy behind that from the moto side. And uh, so it was a lot of the same sponsors the JGR teams had at the time that would kind of come and support that event. And so that's uh, that's what that was. I wish I remembered who my partner was that year because I've had some awesome partners. I've partnered um, with uh, Sonny Garcia as a surfer, uh, Chava Greenlee. No, is that ever Sonny's partner? No. I was Chava Greenlee's partner a couple times. We did. We always did pretty good. But the waves were always too small because Chava's a monster and needs big waves. Um I I uh, was it Nathan Fletcher <laughs> one time one year I was partnered with him that was he showed up smoking cigs and wearing a pink wetsuit for the surf day one day <laughs> but uh, good times what an event uh, super cool event I you said I, it was a surfer cross surfer cross yeah, yeah so so you that? you you would ride motocross one day so it was at a lot of different motocross tracks in Southern California and we'd always go down to um, one of the trails down in San Onofre and surf down there. And uh, so you, they combine your moto scores, you and your surfer, and it was usually a team race. So uh, the one moto, the motocross guy would start, and then you'd do one lap and pass the, the wristband off to the surfer, and they do like, you know, eight-lap moto. So you did all of four laps or something. It wasn't a whole lot. And uh, then you'd go down, and you'd go th- both paddle out in the lineup at the same time wearing, you know, your colored vest, and you get scored, and... It was just a, like a regular surf contest, and it was it was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. It got competitive for sure, especially in the industry class because there's a lot of guys that are good crossover athletes that are that um had some had some skills. The and it was it was you would draw your partner at the start, which was kind of a cool a cool thing that you know you didn't really know who who your uh, who your surfer was going to be as a motocross guy. Or, and there was you know had a lot of top moto guys out there. You know Jeff Emig it seemed like it was kind of a a regular on those a lot of times and um had a had a really good time doing that so that's the history on that thing we'll see how long it hangs up there that was the last minute how, when did you, what time did you do that one at logan um yeah 650 is <laughs> getting getting hung up there we'll get more stuff up there we'll get more cool things um there's a lot of stories behind some of the things that are up there right now that i'm sure we'll get into in uh in other shows uh Got any other ones, Matt? Yeah, so uh, from the YouTube live chat, uh, Dirt Bike Daydreaming. Jimmy, I like the way 9D100 fat tire, uh, fat front tires smooth out the trail chop, but with over a two-inch uh, two uh, increased diameter, the steering is slow. Is there any setup options to compensate for this? Two-inch increased diameter. Um, is, that, is that like diameter around the tire, like the... Around the, the I, side of the tire, is it two inch around the total I bl- rotation? I believe it's... Oh, the diameter yeah. would be the whole diameter tire. Yeah. Yeah. They're that tall. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, didn't I, I didn't think so either. Uh, or or actually maybe the roll, you know, like if you rolled it, it could be two inches like longer. If you if you started and rolled it, that might be the two inches. Um, so w- what I noticed with, with those tires is they tend to grab... My, my feeling with the bigger tires is they tend to grab ruts more, but they float better. And it's sort of this, this kind of, it's, it's kind of a trade-off. I, I don't think I'm a fan of them. I mean, if, 
if I were changing, you know, if I were racing and there were certain conditions, there there may be some times when I would want to run them um, and vice versa. But would I throw one, me right now, would I throw one on my bike? No. And a lot of it has to do with some of the rotational mass. They are heavier and you do feel them, which tends to make them a little more stable, but it affects the kind of the side to side and the turn in the handling of the bike. They climb out of the ruts a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, but um, let's see, smooth out the trail chop. I've I've never noticed that. Like you know, on a mountain bike, when you go from a twenty-seven-five to a twenty-nine, it's huge. Like the way that that tire rolls over things, and I don't, I don't, I never really felt that with the with the bigger front tire. So I think that's kind of what he's getting at. I hope we're going on the maybe the chance you know that hopefully we're answering the questions properly um maybe you can comment back and let us know whether that's the we're getting the diameter part of this question right somebody somebody says um i think uh jail's answered more questions this show than the last three combined well that's what i get for needing more tequila logan here is this i was gonna a, say you only have a, one one thing it's te- only one isn't shot that illegal tequila. he can't pour that for me can he it's just sugar water right right it's sugar water go actually can we get that white one over there? Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Any next other question. any other ones in the in the chat? Uh, none in the chat. Let me see if I can pull one. Um, it was hey. just brought to my attention that the audio is out of sync with the uh, with the video streaming. Oh, let's see. Uh, John Jackson, YouTube Live, finally. Yeah, John. Everybody's got a. If you can follow John, yeah, that one. That one's good. Is there something in there? John Jackson actually had a couple good questions, but he he pulled them, so I can't find him anymore. Oh, he uh, he I'm pretty sure he he comments on a lot of our stuff. I, 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 I he's a, he's a good follow on the on the YouTube's. He follows a lot of the guys and does a lot of the. Here, I'm gonna let you do this. This is this is a tricky one. Remember when Johnny Campbell tried to pour this? Yeah. The the other the black bottle that I won't even let it out of the thing. Um, I think it's only showing showing top chat. There's some funny things happening here. Um, let's see. Hey, oh, there's some questions for you to answer here. Is there something in there or is it empty? I don't know. Is that a low tide situation? George forgot to put his Kirkland in there. Oh, <laughs> where's George? Did we George not? is in Alaska. Uh, he's in Alaska. That's where he posted. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's in the chat. He's in someplace. Okay. Well, no, no. He posted this, on the... this is a severe problem, Logan. We need to go address this. Um, yeah. yep. Is there another one over there? The big one upstairs. Where's the good one? Yeah, the big one. We can do the big one. It's open. It's good. The good one. You want some, Matt? Oh, yeah. I guess that answers that. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I can't have too much because I haven't eaten in a very long time. Don't worry. Those eyes shot laser beams over here. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll swing through the questions. Um, yeah, so uh, Africa Twin Adventure Sports is what the ATAS meant earlier. Um I mean, here's here's a here's a really long one. If you want me to ask it, is all that wood leftover siding from the whiskey throttle show? Wow, sabotage! That's a good thing. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't buy this from the whiskey throttle show. <laughs> That's a. They have some really good interviews in that show. They do. Absolutely. They do. They do pretty good. I mean, I I I've uh, I've known Pingree for a long time. I thought he was hilarious when he was doing his his racer X column as as a as a bike tester. Um, yeah, you know, there's. <laughs> there's uh, it's like it's it's worth what it's worth what you pay for it generally i'll just say that kind of kind of like what you get around here um 
And uh, yeah, so Tyrone in Tyrone is my name. Says thanks for the YouTube live channel. Um, nice new digs. Yeah. So a lot of these people. I think Logan, what was your age range when riding 65 cc dirt bike? It's a good question. Hey, that's when I met you guys. Yes. You guys came out and rode by our school. Like John told you where my school was at. And uh, you guys kind of rode out. And I think you were on a, it was a KX or were you a KTM? Uh, that was the KTM. KTM, yeah. He did a KX first and then yeah, the KTM. So what, what age? I don't know. So he was pretty lanky-legged, so he got on there a little early. And oh, jeez. I was way over the KTM 50 stuff. <laughs> so... Okay, so so, uh, well, you got to talk now, so I'll pour this myself. Yeah, so, okay. so what what was your first bike? What did you start out on? So, uh, little was Lo- it the, little Logan history here. The the KTM fifty. KTM fifty. Yeah. And then then was it? Did how long was I on that board out fifty? The board, board out fifty. Yeah, the one Uncle Ricky got me. It wasn't board out. I don't know oh, was it? It was. That thing was gnarly. Ported. Okay. <laughs> so so you started on the KTM 50? Yes. Oh, Dad, that's a mistake oh. It was. You didn't you didn't want to get him a you didn't want to get him a little Z50, a little Honda or something? PW? No PW. Okay, just so straight to the straight to the just rah, rah. Yeah. Okay. And then and then where'd you go from there? Um to the KX sixty five. So clutch. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Clutch was easy to teach. Shifting. Shifting didn't work. No. Please. No. Okay. Pull steep stand-ins in fifth gear and then across dry lakes in first gear. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah. That was yep. about seven years old he got on a, on a 65. So se- seven. Yeah. Seven years. 2014. Okay. I remember that. I was on a. Yeah, I don't remember you too much on there. There was that, there was that, it was kind of like a 110. Yeah. That thing yeah. ran like a a molested ape. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, yeah, well, it's worse than raped, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it, had, yeah, was a, it, had a, it had a very TM400 esque power band. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. didn't didn't really seem to. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it didn't work. So, yeah, that's Logan's history through, and then and then on to. Um, I, you were riding two fifty F before one twenty five, right? No, one twenty five. Yeah. yeah, had a two fifty F, but didn't really ride it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I got the muffler. I know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a two stroke guy. I mean, he doesn't like Yeah, just grab onto yeah. that two stroke thing. It makes you such a better. Like, um, you know, co-host figure, if you just, like, just talk crap on four strokes the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, they break all the time. Mm. Yeah. Cost more. Cost more. Yeah. Harder to maintain. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, um, Michael, that um, I answered Logan's question for him, but that's what I do. Hey, so I, I have a long question that uh, I didn't want to ask because it's really long, but I'll just go ahead and ask it. Okay. So it's from uh, uh, Andre... Uh, uh, Scoot, Andre S. <laughs> uh, I have a 2020 KTM 300 XCW. I never use the cold start air bypass since it's hardly ever under 50 degrees in South Carolina. 
I'll start the bike and let it idle like a minute or so, then slowly rev it a little off and on for like a quarter to maybe half throttle for an additional minute, then off to the trail. Anyway, I'm having an issue with the, with fouling plugs, say within say uh, six hours of riding bike has updated KTM map, uh, 002, I think they called it. So, uh, so on the net have, so some on the net. (laughs) See, not everybody can read questions. Perfect. Logan. Yep. So some on the net have said that the bike uh, bike needs to be totally warmed, like hot radiators before blipping the throttle and hitting the trail. Bike has 50 hours and has always been like this. Once the spark plug is changed, the bike is great for the first three hours, and it slowly starts to foul the plug until it's just a dog. Any ideas? How, how long has it been since we fouled plugs? This is, it's like, it's strange. So, again, which bike are we talking about? 2020 KTM 300 XCW. Didn't mention if it was TPI or, any, or not. It, it is TPI. That's okay. the only way they make it. Oh, they're all fuel injected? They're all fuel injected. Shows you how long point. I've been out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the SX, but he said, or he he didn't say whether it was, exactly, did he say? XCW. XCW. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and Chris uh, Brawley has a really long reply to it, but I just thought I should ask you it anyway. Um, okay. Well, he, he may know the, the real answer. I just make this stuff up. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> there may be a real answer out there. I, just, oh, I think he has a real answer. Yeah, I'm it, looking at it. It's good. Because it's just very, very rare that two strokes foul plugs. Now, I don't think there's any certain special warm up technique. I mean, what we just, I mean, we have super low temperatures out here. And yeah. I had the, I had George's bike, which is a, I think it was a 20, start it up and ride. Yeah. And, and sometimes I'd let it warm up a little bit. I, I think so, so the two things that I know, and we'll see if, if the other answer correlates with this. If you, if you ride infrequently, and you don't rev the bike that much when you ride it. In other words, you lug it. You're like Bob, you know. You know, Bob's the kind of guy that like goes across the dry lake bed in fifth gear at a super low RPM, just bowl yeah. that. And it's, yeah. So if you ride like that, if you're really lugging it for a long time while you're riding, you're never really getting the power valve to open, never really getting to clean out and come on the pipe. Even a fuel injected KTM TPI bike will load up a little bit, you know. And we all know what loading up is. That's when you, you – know, they don't do it that much anymore, but old two-strokes for sure would. You'd be cruising around through the woods, and you come out in the road, and you go, and it comes on, and a bunch of smoke bellows out of the thing, and it it just goes faster and faster as it carburetes better and better because all the pooled-up fuel in the bottom end and that's all gummed up all over the place gets cleaned out with a nice surge through the motor. So if you're riding like that and then you stop and you let this bike sit, that stuff kind of gums up and pools up and it takes some time for it to sort of clean out. So you imagine it's like it's like I'm trying to think of an analogy for this, but imagine like, you know, you you have a really dirty window and you have some window cleaner and and you you spray a lot on it and it runs off and a lot of the stuff runs down and you kind of have to wipe it off. This is what's happening inside of the engine inside of your your motorcycle, and and it and you you got to think about it like you if you have a lot of stuff it takes a couple paper paper towels that's a couple bursts of throttle that really need to clean out this this bottom end. So so if you're not cleaning it out and it's constantly getting dirtier and dirtier and dirtier and you're kind of only wiping it once, that could lead to a problem. And sometimes the warm-up, 
you know, and I don't know how they have these things programmed, but maybe when they when you start that bike up, it it's going to throw a little extra oil like into the motor in order to say, hey, I don't want it to be dry inside here. I know there's a prime cycle that you do with the the, the tool to you know to make sure that the oil's primed, you know, the startup cycle, but um, uh, yeah, so it it might be rich in the initial startup just to make sure there's enough oil in there. And over time that could actually compound and that could cause the, the fouling of the plugs. But after what he said, five or six hours, then the plug fouls. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's riding like Bob used to. Mm-hmm. I'm worse. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's understandable, but yeah. <laughs> so, okay. What was the official answer that from, um, it's really long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll sum it up Summarize. as best I can is uh, you got to change, uh, Chris had said changing two sensors, the crankcase and ambient pressure sensor was the likely fix. Oh, okay. So if there is a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That, so I have heard, um, so I've heard of some, very few crankcase pressure sensors going bad. And I've heard of the, the yeah, so, so but generally they just read out, out of spec. Right, they read right. a little bit out of spec. And I've also heard of the 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 hose that goes between the sensor and the on. And I'm trying to think of where that one is. There was sometimes the hose was actually plugging the, you know the the hose in between when guys were mm-hmm. really lugging them, or right, they right. kind of flooded it. You know, not flooded it, but really plugged it with oil and stuff. It had gotten a little bit in the hose. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the fitting, which can easily be cleaned out, you just clean it out. And just be, like any any cleaner, like WD forty or. Just pump cleaner? something through it so that if there's any blockage in it, it's not affecting the reading that the sensor is getting. Okay. So, well, there um, you go. yeah. So hopefully the, you know, that's the good thing about this show is a lot of times somebody that really knows the answers a lot of times will kind of chime in and, yeah. and add to it. So yeah, I'll uh, just give you the, the best answer I can come up with off the top of my head. Go faster. Crowdsourcing. Yeah, just twist the throttle farther, bro. That actually, that is the... Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the one... The, clean, clean it out. You know, every once in a while, just ride it two gears low and let it rev. You're not going to hurt it. Actually, here's a really good thing to do. Just, okay, here's, here's your riding tip. I usually give a riding tip on this show, right? Some yeah. some riding tip. Yeah. A what? Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Oh, you're here for the riding tips. Only for the riding tips. You had to wait. How many hours are we into this show? Two hours yet? Uh, no, hour and 36 minutes. Wow, yeah. it's flying by. Yeah, yeah. Here's your riding tip of the show. Bought to you by... JLR Off-Road. Right. Where do you find us? JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. Perfect, yeah. Um, and uh, be on the lookout for our soon-to-be-launched online riding series that um, we've been working tirelessly on. And hopefully you answered one of our questionnaires, and you might get access to some early content. So um, check out our very rarely updated website to learn more. We'll maybe put a post yeah. up there about that. And also, if, if you did answer, if you did take the survey and you did answer, you were willing to participate in the beta and like testing. Beta testing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, expect to hear from us relatively shortly. Cool. Um, so here's the thing you can do, and everybody should do this. It's, a, it's just a good practice drill. So you, you're on your on your bike, and you're just going to, let's just say we're going to put it in second gear, and I want you to lug the bike down to where it's going, almost stalling in second gear, and then roll the throttle on. Just just roll it on and keep rolling on and keep rolling on until you get to the end of the throttle cable. Make sure you're doing this a place where you're not going to run into your your wife's car or a cow 
or a car coming the other direction. You know, go out someplace where you have some. I want you to feel the full pull of the throttle, like what it go, what it starts from down at lugging it, all the way to where the bike goes into overever valve float, depending two stroke, four stroke, whatever it is. Like get an get an experience for your entire power band. Like learn how far it'll rev because I know a lot of people. Everybody talks about wide open, and they they they, they they're wide open, but they're nowhere near peak RPM. And second gear will give this to you. It'll it'll let you experience low RPM to where it'll torque off the bottom, and that's very important too because a lot of riders they're so afraid the bike's going to stall, they they slip the clutch. Like when the bike's making plenty good power and they don't trust the torque of the motorcycle, a recluse clutch will teach you this. But you know, you know, you may stall a couple times in lugging the bike down and then learning how to bring the throttle on. Fuel injected bikes are really good at this. It's carbureted ones you have to work on. But do a full pull of throttle slowly. Just let it rev and build and build and build and build and build all the way to where you feel the power start peaking and tapering off. And in doing this, you will learn about your power band. And then you do it slow one time. And then maybe you do it fast one time where you realize, and especially on a carburetor bike, you can do it too fast and the bike balls or bogs or hiccups or does yeah. something wrong. And then you can do this in first gear. And you realize that turning the throttle either spins the wheel or it loops you out. And you can do it in third gear. And you realize that turning the throttle this way either bogs the bike or it produces better acceleration because of traction. And this is something that you can do. And if you're having problems with fouling plugs, you realize that, hey, I can rev my bike up like this and it doesn't blow up every time I do it. You can, you go, hey, there's a lot more stuff I have in my motorcycle. I bought all this performance and I'm not using it. <laughs> you know, so, and then you could fouling spark plugs just by cleaning out. So every once in a while, you're just riding around. You could ride around for 10 or 15 minutes. All you have takes is one, like, you know, you come out in an open section and instead of shifting, just let her rev. <laughs> Cleans it out. Bang, good. Four strokes don't have this problem for the most part. 570s, uh, so Craig, Craig made a good point. Don't try that on a Hoosberg 570. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I actually did try that on a 570 once. Right. When I was still, when I was probably Logan's age, and you told me to take the 570 out during the class. Does, does Matt not get a bell ding when he talks 570? Come on. Like, it's not It's yeah. not just me. Yeah, I almost looked that thing out. Yeah, best Third bike. Gear. Yeah, yeah the most, more horsepower than anybody deserves to ever ride with. I know I've asked you this before. I think on the show too is like, why why didn't that mark, uh, engine keep getting used? Like they didn't use that engine design anymore. Um, Was it cost it, or? Have you ever worked on one of those? No, I have not. Oh, that's why. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work, work work on it. Work on it once, and you realize that it's not a MotoGP bike, and we can mm-hmm. make a KTM 500 that gives you. I'll give them fifty percent of the performance, you know, just on a long shot, and just so much easier to work on. So, <laughs> yeah, so I have I have a question for you that oh. I, I spent the entire show trying to remember this question. Um, Did it have hurt? You heard anything on uh, Beta motocross bikes? Like, they, are they out yet? They make one, I believe. They're riding them in the EMX yeah. series. Yeah, they're out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know some of the motocross magazines have had them. Okay. Yeah. Saw one in Vegas. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, it's funny because I remember when, um, not beta, but when gas gas, when they were still a Spanish gas gas company, they really, cause they knew the motocross market was the hot thing in the States and they were really trying to build a motocross bike. And I tested some of their MC two fifties back in the day and to think how hard they were trying to do it. And now all of a sudden they're 
they're there. <laughs> it didn't didn't, <laughs> didn't didn't take much. But uh winning super crosses. Let's see. Um I saw a question here about Christian had one about tube sizes. Well A Mancine uh on YouTube uh he has he I need glasses? Yeah, it's it's because it's S uh, machine. Machine, yeah, machine. Jimmy, what's the story on the PVC deletes? Is it a total dumbass idea on a 500? So P PCV. So that's the um, positive crank ventilation. This is the it's the charcoal canister and the research and stuff like that. It's all the stuff that your car has on it. It doesn't affect performance. So um. If you want to take it off, um, it's going to, you know, if you take it off, there's things you can put on there. And uh, who's the show brought to you by? The other one? The guy in Vegas? The guy? Taco. Taco. Takamoto? Takamoto. Yeah. So Takamoto has probably most of the information you will need on this subject. They actually have, and the reason I've got introduced to Taco Mike it was through a white sheet that he had with, he kind of laid out all the different things and it was on a little bit older KTM 500, but he, he talked about, and it was one of the most accurate, um, things is, is, is all the different modifications you could do and the results and the pros and cons. It was a, it was a well done white sheet is what I would call it. So, there, I don't know if he has it for the new ones, and it kind of depends specifically on which year you're talking about for this particular, um, you know, uh, PCV delete. But on all of my KTM 500s and my 350s and my 250, that stuff is still on the motorcycle. It's still there. I've relocated it on some of them because I'm running bigger tanks and things like that. But all that stuff is not doing anything or hurt anything, and it hasn't hasn't hurt or harmed anything that I can tell. Um, in fact, on on the older ones, and I don't have a ton of experience on the new ones, I do have a 2020 KTM 500, which is still on, I haven't played with. But on the older ones, when they very first started doing this stuff, the bike was actually relying on some of the fuel vapors coming out of the charcoal canister to enrich in the bottom end performance. So, you know, we talk about these bikes being lean because it's sucking that stuff back in through the intake. Well, it was using that. And so everybody wants to rich in the bottom end up. You take that stuff off, you're just going to make it leaner. And I'm pretty sure the new ones are doing the same thing. That's what that system is designed, designed to do. So um, I, won't, I won't call it a dumbass move. It really depends on what you're trying to do. The system works for the bike doing what it's supposed to be doing. Could it use more fuel? fuel? You know, some of the times, yeah, to run cooler, is the stuff restrictive? Yeah, does it increase the heat? Yes. Um, there's all kinds of stuff, but there's smart ways to do it, and I'm not the first guy to just go, I'll throw the ECU away and do this. I want to know what your problem is, what you're trying to accomplish, and see if the if doing what you want to do is the solution to what the problem actually is. I have found most of the time that the best solution to all these problems is, you want to answer this question, Logan? Um, stock or look at the owner's manual? No, but you're riding your bike and you, 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 you want something out of it. What do you usually want? Like more power? Power. And what do you do? Um, spend the $1,000 on your Google form. No. Or just twist your throttle. Yeah, that's easier. 
Yeah, just twist the throttle. That's right there, from right out of the horse's mouth. So hopefully that helps the the question there. Um, Martin Gomi, hey, says uh, congratulations to uh, Hundred Show. Go Taco Moto. Yeah, how how are you doing on those podcasts that you got to upload? Um, my drive's here. Your drive is here. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't been able to do it. No. You know, if it's here, you can come here. Yeah. And there's computers that work here. Less distractions. I mean, do you, have you ever seen a cartoon playing on the TV here? No. No. You get to ride a dirt bike here. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But it's like a hair dryer outside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got, so what's the excuse? You got to ex- wind up the excusatron. I have been using the computer with Premiere on it a lot lately. I mean, so there's that. Yeah, it's, it's warmed up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Let's get that done. Takamoto would love that. And you know what comes when we get that done? Um, money. A check. Yeah, yeah. Speaking Some, of checks, have we done a? Have you done KTM or Honda read yet? I think we did the KTM one. We did KTM. the Honda one. I did. No, I did. no Honda. Yeah, we. Did. I read it. Oh yeah, you did. Were you asleep? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I, think I was, I was, re- fixing I was your... reading questions, so I don't know what you have or haven't done. Yeah, I'm kind no, of checking all the boxes. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah we've done all those. Um, I'm going to tell you about Climb Gear. Yeah. Did you see that awesome Climb Gear I was wearing this weekend, Logan? Yeah. It was vented. Mm-hmm. And it had a pocket. Oh, I forgot to, I forgot to post. The, I've got you in my pocket. Yeah. Okay. Um, where where's that going? It's on YouTube, right? No, Instagram. Instagram. Okay, so nobody's on Instagram. So all the people on all these other platforms, it's going to be top secret. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this when I get off the show. I'm gonna release of I've got you in my pocket of a WR250. Sending it in a special test. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got it. Um. So. Check out our uh, episode series on uh, the YouTubes. I've got you in my pocket. Um, and uh, what were we talking about? What was the where? How do we get down this road? I was just asking what this one sponsor reads. Oh, sponsor yeah. reads. Yeah. So sponsors climb. Climb. Oh, the climb gear with the vented gear. Yeah. The cool thing when I have that vented gear on, it's so vented, you can actually see the stuff outside of the pocket. It's not just yeah. like a. Black thing. Did I tell you about the guy who sent me an email that said it would be better? I could use a I could use a um a, a GoPro. You said that five seconds after you put it in your pocket, you went, Oh, you can see through that. Someone's gonna comment, that, I need a GoPro. I need a GoPro. Yeah. It's yeah. it's an audio experience. Yeah. That's why it's called I've Got You in My Pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could take my GoPro off my helmet and put it in my pocket too. Yeah. But you know, that's different. So okay, everybody. Um, I think we're wrapping this up unless Matt has more questions for us. Uh, there's only one more question. It's about tire tubes, but tire tubes. Yeah, we can wrap it up though if you want. No, tire tubes sound good. All right, cool. So this is all. This is from Christian G. Uh, could you explain tube size? They're a bit of a mystery for a uh, one ten ninety uh, nineteen rear. A three point five uh, four point zero to nineteen will fit. This tube width and diameter are the only sizes that matter when picking a proper. Oh. Uh, is tube width and diameter, I missed the is, the only sizes that matter when picking a proper fitting tube. The ratio aspect doesn't matter like it does for tire sizes. (laughs) Did you watch me mix mix two-stroke oil this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, and I also saw you put it probably where you shouldn't have put it. The two-stroke oil? Well, the two-stroke gas. Oh, no, any four-stroke can have two-stroke gas. It's fine. Did yeah. it slow that bike down? No. No, it's still hauled ass. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we had a little extra two-stroke gas, um, and I poured it in the, the Yamaha WR250. Ran yeah. perfect. It's no problem. That's not – people stress out. So anyways, I mix two-stroke gas generally kind of like, like this. It, and it's from experience, from years of experience. I'm doing it. It's pretty close. And yeah. I've actually tested it for – because I'll go like, okay, 100 cc's, like that, pour it into a race right and check it. Yeah. And I kind of – it's just it's, – it's feel. It's like when you see a really good chef – just sprinkle the right amount of seasoning on something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way I do things a lot of times. So tube sizes, if the tube fits, run it. <laughs> if it fits, it sits. Yeah. If it fits, it sits. So if I have put 19 inch tubes and 18 inch tires plenty of times, because there was a long time when it was really easy to get 19 inch tubes and 18s were hard to come by. Um, the, the diameter stuff. For sure, if you have the opportunity to get a matching tube size to your tire, why not? But all of my 18-inch tubes are, um, I, don't, I don't even know what size they are. They're just the, they're the tubes I get from Kenda that are the 18-inch size tubes, and I run them in three or four different tire sizes. So um, I don't think it's that particular. I'll tell you what I find more particular is that if if you have the opportunity to, to – Put some baby powder in there if you're in drier conditions. It really helps to kind of like let the thing settle. But if you put it, I always found that it's way worse to put a really big tube into a small tire because then they fold up and and then they might dry out and those folds tend to pinch a little bit easier. And uh, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. If you have the opportunity to put the right t- size tube in, do it. Um, and if you don't, just stuff whatever you have in there. And I put mini bike tubes inside of big bike wheels, and uh, Bob's raising his hand over here. Yeah, most tubes have a range. A, yeah. Well, they they're they're expanding and contracting. So and that, well, on the box, they'll tell you the range of tire. Range of tire. Yeah, yeah. The right size is the best size, but if you if you have you know. So I was he. <laughs> I just went. I wonder where this. This is where I go. My mind goes. Like I wonder where this question came from. Is he sitting there looking at a 19 inch tube to throw into the 18 inch tire, or the 18 inch tire tube to throw in the 19 inch tire, which will work, by the way. I think he was more. I think the question was more about the ratios. The ratios. Yeah. Um. Ver, you know the metric system versus the 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 call it imperial, imperial. system. Yeah. 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 American. I don't. American. I don't know that it's. I. I mean. It, it's uh, what was it? Four ten by eighteen. <laughs> yeah, you know the old whatever the size it was. I think yeah. I think you're kind of you're you're okay with whatever if it fits. Yeah, where it, that should be the good thing. I was there was something else came to my mind about about fitting this stuff in. But you know I've I carry a twenty one inch tube when mm-hmm. I'm only carrying a single tube when I'm out riding, and I've finished plenty of rides with the twenty one inch tube and yeah. the eighteen inch tire. So it uh, manages to get the job done. Yeah. Not a question, but they they praised me, so I want to put it in. Oh, uh, really? Rusty Nail. Yeah, yeah. I get to pat myself on the back now. Right. Uh, huge upgrade to the show. Great work, guys. Producer, he put Mike, though. Oh. Producer Mike. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not producer Matt. It's an excellent oh, addition. So. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something just for the show because we we are kind of wrapping this thing up. But I'm gonna grab I'm gonna grab the camera and ch- so Matt's sitting in the old uh, the old desk I used. To, Jimmy can do this. So take <laughs> take the take that take that light that one over there that light and just like you know 
Point it over at Matt. Yeah. There we go. It'll drop us out a little bit. And then and then grab uh, the no. the Jimmy Cam. Go ahead and go to Jimmy Cam and uh, just yeah. follow it in there. Let me see. I'm gonna put it on Jimmy Cam. I'll put it when you put it down. We should, we so, could. Show them the wires. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me put the, yeah. There's the wires. Yeah. Go, go to the yeah. go to the Jimmy Cam. When people live. see me. Maybe yeah. they can understand why I didn't catch the audio being out of sync until it was really late into the show. <laughs> <laughs> I literally. Uh, I, I have. One year listening to them and one year listening to them again. <laughs> so there's uh, there's Matt over on the side for all you guys. Um, but uh, good good job. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, hey thanks for joining in. It's uh, it's been a pretty awesome show actually. I did uh, get a chance to answer a lot of questions this time, right, Logan? Yeah. Logan is going to work on his show notes and believe it or not, on on show 101, which is our new season, so it's the second yeah. season of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Season two, we will have a format. Um, I'm pretty surprised at how well this thing went. I am too. Uh, with the audio being out of sync, uh, if that's the only issue, then I think we're doing good. Yeah, there's some latency issues and things like yeah. that. There's a, there's a lot of stuff we can learn. Uh, we'll get better, and uh, so uh, start. We'll put up a post generally. So here's how this is going to work. We um, <clears throat> will post up on the Tuesday. I think we're going to take a Tuesday off next week because I have to go. Actually, I have to present in front of the Nevada OHV Commission about the motocross track we're building in Pahrump. So I am not going to be able to be here, which is good because uh, this town needs a OHV facility. It would be super awesome. So we we'll probably skip next week, but I'm, I'm planning on coming back the next week. We're going to hit it. Um, Logan's going to do all his homework. We're going to get these formats all dialed in. He'll have his segment where uh, he does some marketing operations for us, and uh, we'll have other things all tightened up, right, Matt? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get. I'll, I'll learn the software, so <laughs> I won't be frantically asking Jimmy questions and watching YouTube tutorials while we're setting up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the, so again, you would typically we put up a post where you can pre pre ask your questions. Um, it likely goes on our Facebook page. Because that's the one that most people for us are uh, trafficking across. Maybe we'll throw it up on Instagram, although Instagram we can't go live here. And then and then you can ask the question. We'll put them in the queue. We'll make sure we answer those ones first. We'll go through our segments and then we'll start answering the questions that we get on the uh, on the forum. But uh, all everything considered, I think uh, it was pretty good. I'm pretty stoked on how Matt did. Pretty stoked on how you, how you guys did. Our live studio audience was good as well. Yeah, thanks to the to the questions and everything. Hey Logan, remember when you were upside down underneath that Beta three hundred this weekend? Yeah, you were yeah. kind of like it was flopped no. up like this, and I was just standing there. Did you hear me heckling you? The the KTM or the the, the, beta? the beta? Yeah, the beta. beta when you went up the the hill and it kind of got sideways, and it it went and landed where you had a hard time picking it up. Yeah, and then you tried to pick it up like three mm. or four times. You, yeah. you heard the heckling, right? Yeah. Okay. Tonight's performance is a little bit like that. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to come back a little stronger because you learned from that experience, right? Uh, yeah. Did you see how me and your dad and uh, and Preston jumped off our bikes and ran to help you? Yep. You did? You saw us run to help you? No. Did we move at all? No. No? no. Yeah, okay. So. Well, your mouth did, but not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, with that, that's the banger that we wanted on the show tonight. <laughs> Right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see you out on the trail. So uh, cheers, everybody. <laughs>
Takamoto Co., that's how you find them on the web, sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions-compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can, maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's tacomoto.co. Hey, Logan, that was a pretty good show, huh? Yeah, it was. Did you learn anything? Yeah. What was that? I need to get a recluse on all my bikes. All your bikes? Yeah. Which one first? Uh, probably the YZ250F. Why is that? So I worry less about my clutch and worry more about my riding. So we're going to see in the expert class pretty soon, yeah? Hopefully. Right on. So if you need more information about recluse clutches, where do you go, Logan? Go to www.recluse.com. That is recluse spelled R-E-K-L-U-S-E. So for Jimmy Lewis, this is Logan Tyler, and we'll see you on the next show.